Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast NFL Edition. We have reached Championship Sunday. So we are going to be talking about the NFC and AFC Championship games that are going to be happening this Sunday. We got the NFL expert, the head producer of the L7C, Mr. Justin Ackendale. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Having um been losing bets this week, so starting out the week starting out good, man. Starting out good. That's that's a good start. It's a good start as a day of recording halfway through the week, but there's still that NFL Sunday that can win you or lose you some bets. Lost a couple on Sunday, but I won more on um th- this past last weekend than I did that I lost. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, Justin, man, we have this championship game. We have the NFC and AFC. They're both set. It's San Francisco versus Philly. It's Cincinnati versus Kansas. How did we get here? Well, let's see. We'll start off with how the 49ers got here. They beat the Cowboys Sunday night, 19-12. to um, Dak threw um, two picks in the first half, which led to two 49ers field goals, and it was a real um, – tightly defensive game it was a real physical game so those six points were a big deal um tony pollard broke his leg um at the end of the second quarter so he, we didn't have him the whole second half the 49ers did fumble which um allowed us to tie the game up nine to nine but then the next 49ers touchdown drive is takes six minutes at 16 to nine then their next field goal drive takes another eight minutes 19 12 cowboys have about 45 seconds left to get the touchdown. That's when I left the bar. I, I left. I didn't see any of Mike McCarthy lined up, Zeke at center, none of that shit because I was getting food and preparing to go home. Sad. Sick. So, yeah, that's how um, the 49ers got here. They just totally – I mean, the Cowboys kept it close, but the 49ers really controlled that game. They gained us. They they won the turnover batter. They won the time of possession. They had less penalties. They just – they just played a better game than the Cowboys. That played like shit, turned the ball over twice, and that's really what it came down to. Yeah, it, and I don't want to blame all the blame on Dak. It's just the two turnovers he had led to 49er points. That's where. Which can't happen. Like, it'll be one thing if, like, you know, if he did what he did against um the Eagles when he threw that bad pick and then they started absolutely tearing up the 49ers. But, you know, the 49ers have the best defense in the league right now so it was a hard task for him to, to think that Dak would go off he just had to play a clean game and it was something he couldn't do that game no he couldn't because we talked about this at the beginning of the year Dallas has one of the best defenses in the league and they were they kept San Francisco in check yeah they came they came to play like Brock Purdy was definitely uncomfortable all game like I think he only got sacked twice but there was constant pressure on him it was just a couple of times where he, he did have time Receivers were wide open. That's just Kyle Shanahan skewing up. I know there was one crossing route when um, Brandon Ayuk was, like, wide open, had, like, four yards of separation. And then when I knew, like, for a fact, like, the Cowboys weren't going to come back with fucking um, George Kittle had that bobbling fucking boobly-doo fucking yeah. catching um, fourth quarter. At once. once I saw that shit, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> they got all the momentum. They got all the, all the good juju going on over here, like... I knew it was a wrap after that. Yeah, that that's what I knew because Kittle started getting loose, and then that catch it was over. And I also want to shout like we already said the defense, but CD Lamb played really well, man. Over a hundred yards receiving, like he was balling. Yeah, CD Lamb has 
solidify himself as one as a top receiver in the league. I said that a few weeks ago, and he he came he came to play on on Saturday. I mean, on Sunday, it was just you know that it was just the turnovers, man. And they were early. Like I would have felt better if he would have turned that bitch over at the end of the game or something, like game in hand and do a pick then instead of just early. Because like now you just have to overcome that shit. Shit, and um, 49ers just pick up. They're just gaining more momentum, more momentum throughout throughout the game. Like it just sucks. I, I felt I was down on myself as a fan after the game, but by Monday I was like, man, there's next week. There's more football. There's bets. I also do think, man, that when Tony got hurt, that changes Dallas's offense because Zeke. He, I know I bitched about him last year, but he is not an every down back anymore. He's just not. No. It changed. He's not. He like he's good at the goal line. He can get you a couple yards, get you a touchdown when he's down there. So when Tony went out, Zeke was the only running back like on the I don't want to say on the roster, but playing. That changed the whole offensive scheme with Keller Moore and planning. Yeah, like without Tony Pollard, there's no pop to the run game. So mm-hmm. you know with Zeke, you might get three yards, five yards, but and then the line boxes up good, he might burst out for 10, 20 yards, but there's no f- splash plays with him. Like throughout the season watching Tony Pollard, you see him block up a play, he get like eight yards, and then Zeke run that same play, he getting two to three yards. He, yes. They just don't have the same explosiveness, they don't have the same pop. And once Tony went out, that was that was a lot that, that was a loss to the running game for sure. An unfortunate way that he went out, but I guess from yeah. a money thing, proved he's worth some money, man, for the Cowboys. They're going to have to pay him. I know Zeke won't be there because this is the uh, year that we can get out of his contract. So I see, I think we're going to do that and we're going to see how much um, Tony Pollard gets. I know Dak has, Dak's cap hit next year is 49 mil, and the cap hit in 2024 is 52 mil. So it's interesting to see what the Cowboys are going to do this offseason with Dak's money situation, how they're going to fill the roster around that. And I feel like someone's going to swoop up Dan Quinn for a head coaching job, too. I know he was interviewing for a couple. So we'll see about that as well. Yeah, I do want to say with like Dak's money, it does seem like a, not a lot now. But like two, three years from now, with what these quarterbacks are going to be making, that's nothing. We're going to talk about the Bills because fucking – God damn it, that was the worst performance of the of the goddamn weekend. What but did I say? Josh Allen's- <laughs> <laughs> Man, we'll talk about it later, but I think I because when I was doing the research before, I looked at his cap hit and his is like his is forty his is like thirty nine next year and then like fifty something the year after that. But once we get there, I'll I'll tell you for sure. Yeah, okay. But I just think with Dallas, too, two years in a row, losing to San Francisco, when I was seeing it, and obviously people mad and all that stuff because of the turnovers and just the way they lost in that last play, which is asinine. But they weren't going to score that touchdown anyway. No. 45 seconds. 45 seconds left, like the length of the field touchdown. Maybe maybe if they only needed a field goal, then I could see some criticism, but they weren't going to score a touchdown against that defense in that situation anyway. That's why I walked out the bar and I didn't see it. Yeah. But I also think people are trying to make it sound like they got smoked by like, but just like the Houston Texans, they lost a one touchdown game to a team we've said went fully healthy on this podcast 
we've said when that team is fully healthy, they're the best team in football. Exactly. Like, it'll be one thing if we lost a game, no turnovers, and it was just a complete shit show. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone played pretty well. The defense absolutely came to show up. CeeDee Lamb went off. Tony Pollard, you know, broke his fucking leg at the in the the second half. We had some adversity to overcome, some self-inflicted, and it it was just too much that day. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, just as we said in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about this game. The Eagles um dominated the Giants on Saturday, 38-7. Yeah. What, what have I been saying this whole podcast? The Giants have been frauds all year. Okay, hold on. I don't, They've been I... frauds. Like, God damn, I should have seen it coming. I should have seen it coming. I feel like a fucking idiot for saying they would cover this game. I should have known it was fool's goal, but goddamn, the Eagles came out to play. They had they rushed for two hundred and sixty-eight yards and three touchdowns. They dominated the whole game. Like now, I will say with that's my analysis of of Saturday. I would say with the cover thing. I mean, from a financial thing, I also wasn't happy because that was the only one from a team thing that I got wrong. But they. The Eagles, I mean, they came to play and they just killed them. I mean, it's just the way it was. They they've killed them in the first matchup, then the second one wasn't was closer, vice versa. Don't remember, but they killed them in the first one, and then the one in um the last week of the season, the Giants B team. Yeah, but they were just out. They were outmatched in every way: offense, defense, special teams, coaching. But it just showed also the Giants' deficiencies. Like they don't have any receivers. And again, I mean, they're not supposed to be there. Brian Dable, coach of the year, but they got to retool. They got to figure out what they're doing in the offseason. Do you build off this or what are you trying to do? Like they they have to make those choices going forward. You have a playoff team and the NFC. If you're looking at it, just I'm going to ask you this right now, which I was actually pondering today, actually. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC? The best quarterback in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We have the two championship teams. Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. It's definitely not fucking Brock Purdy, even though he's doing real well right now. Um, I can't say Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Let me think. North Vikings, Kirk Cousins. No. Bears, Justin Fields, no. Lions, jerk off, no. Carolina, don't got a quarterback. Saints, don't got a quarterback. Falcons, got Desmond Ritter, no. Tampa, we don't know. Uh, what's my freaking? Oh, uh, the West. We got Stafford. We'll see. Um, Kyler Murray, no. Geno Smith, no. And then the East, Dak. Jalen Hurts. Don't know who Washington's quarterback ought to be, Daniel Jones. I think you got to say Jalen Hurts right now. God damn. Exactly. So the reason I'm saying that when you're looking at like when you're thinking about the Giants and the Cowboys, it's like the best quarterback in the whole your conference is in your division. And it's like if you just have to get past them in the future, we'll see what other quarterbacks do. It's like you, you got to strike now. These The NFC is going to be wide open for years. I mean, haven't. Yeah, none of them have really have a um. Yeah, none of them are really going to be able to get a quarterback next year. Yeah, because um, I know the Texans are probably going to draft. Saw a couple of mock drafts. I saw one the Texans get C.J. Stroud, and everyone was 
Bryce Young, and then um, I saw Will Levis get drafted in a mock draft at like fifth to Seattle. And I saw one where he was like tenth, whoever has ten. And then I saw another one with Anthony Richardson getting drafted in the first round to the Ravens. I was like, "Ooh, that's spicy." Yeah, but the Giants can't have the third um, best quarterback in the division. They can't. Because even, even after Dak's performance, I'm not going to say Daniel Jones is better than Dak. I can't do that. <laughs> no, sorry. but you saw you saw the improvements that he had with a coach and with, let's see that, like, that's what it seems like. Now do you see the improvement if you get him a wide receiver? Because just if, look, look what Jacksonville get, did. They got Kirk, and they got some other pieces, and they got a coach. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, like, a Jacksonville. Like, the Giants could be like Jacksonville. If Daniel Jones takes a team-friendly deal. I think then, he will. Then I can see that. He's, he'll be an unrestricted... Yeah, they didn't pick up the option, so he'll be an unrestricted free agent. I mean, he could test the market and see what he gets. I don't know if that'll be the best. I don't see that Daniel Jones doing that. I actually see him doing a team-friendly deal, because let's be real. real. He was not shit until Brian Dayball got there. Exactly. Changed shit. So, yeah, if he takes a team-friendly deal and they can build around him in that way... Absolutely, I can see the Giants doing better. Definitely need receiver help, some secondary help. So, yeah, they can definitely uh, make some moves and get better. Yeah, but, the, but Daniel Jones can't be making $50 million, I'll tell you that right now. No. That's, he, not, that's not a recipe for success. He can't, and they got to pay Saquon, too, and Saquon might test the market. And all I say with people is when you're testing the market, honestly, you go get as much money as you want, but winning doesn't mean you're... And shit, with, and with that said, like quarter, like I don't think it's a win proposition almost for any quarterback taking fifty million dollars at this point. Like we're being we're being honest, the two um NFC quarterbacks that um made to the championship game, they're on rookie deals, and so is Joe Burrow. So, um, I've been saying that for a while. I know I've, we've said that on here too. And Joe Burrow, he had that great quote two weeks ago about like his whole career is his window, which is a great quote. But if you're if you're as objective as the L7C podcast, you know that is not true. Once a quarterback gets that big thing, your window is basically closed. We gotta see what these what these quarterbacks do because I I just don't think it's sustainable because the uh, uh point these these aren't they gonna keep giving these fifty million dollar contracts when they know that's gonna hamstrung the team. Like you just gonna have a have a quarterback throwing the fucking no names and shit. And it doesn't win. It doesn't. I mean. Let's just be honest. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been the highest. It doesn't paid for, win big. It's not yeah, what. It doesn't win. It's not win Super Bowls. Right. Aaron Rodgers has been Bowls. the highest paid quarterback for almost like a freaking decade, and we know the playoff record there. I mean, these <laughs> quarterbacks get paid huge, and then they don't win. I mean, the big one. Hence, that that's honestly the real reason why Tommy Boy and them were always going because he'd always be like eighth, ninth. He'd restructure, restructure with the Patriots, get the right have- pieces. But they've never had like a really stacked ass offense though, like, like some of these teams, like oh seven. Oh well yeah, but they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. I know they didn't I mean, that was that was the okay, first of all, if we if this was the NBA championship, they would have lost they would have won in five games. It's just the NFL. Oh, I, oh get... yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all know if we play that game fucking in a seven game series, yeah, they will win it in five. Absolutely. Yeah, but they just get the good players. They get the good players. I mean, it's easy to pay good players. 
Tom Brady definitely helped with taking his pay cuts, but that was a whole system they run there. That, that started with Bill Belichick. He had the GOAT Tom Brady, and they had a development system that got players together, and that it was a cohesive unit. But I still think Tom Brady was most of it, though, because that man, whew, that man came straight from New England, straight to Tampa, won a Super Bowl. That's a whole lot. That's because the NFC was just trash, but. I would say even the youngest quarterback who had like who got his big deal, but it's spread out so much that it helps his team, which we'll get to them, is Patrick. Like yeah, this deal is spread. Team, yeah, he took a team friendly um big deal. And that's probably that's probably the model. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like you have to you know, you can pay your quarterback, you just gotta you just have to leave something open for flexibility to fill out the roster. Yeah, because it's a cycle quarterback they're like oh he needs to get paid he gets paid all people leave talking heads are like oh this person is throwing to nobody they can't afford anybody why can't they afford anyone y'all were bitching that dude should have got 250 million it's a cycle <laughs> every time yeah the media the media is um i mean colin cowherd says this shit all the time and you know that's why i fuck with him he said you you shouldn't be rooting for your favorite players to get paid Give me room for it. You shouldn't, and this is, and if this was the uh, NBA podcast, next one I have a lot to say about people getting getting paid that they should not be getting paid anymore. But that's that's a teaser. That's a teaser for it in a couple weeks. What are we talking about, Mister Simmons? <laughs> oh, he's he's. Uh, we're talking about. Oh, we're we're gonna have a <laughs> we're gonna have a lockout in a couple years. Just just get ready. Just get ready. <laughs> but that's for that's oh, yeah. for the NBA pod. That's a teaser on that. But so we got the Eagles 49ers. Justin, the 49ers are the underdogs going into Philadelphia. What what are you thinking about this game? Man, it's very hard to pick a winner to this game right now. I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. S no, for one thing, it's gonna be a dog fight. That is going to be a physical. It's going to be the most physical game on Sunday. I'll tell you that right now. Both of these teams are solid in the trenches. We know about the 49ers D line. We know about the Eagles defensive line. 70 sacks during the regular season. 49ers got the edge with the linebackers. Eagles got the edge in the secondary with um, big play Slay, James Bradbury. I'll. I think the offensive lines are washed. Both offensive lines are really good. I think I got to go with the Eagles here, honestly. I mean, I think it just comes down to um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to um, make more plays and get to the elite defense and um, Brock pretty well. I think that's what it comes down to. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. It's going to be lower scoring. But I think Jalen Hurts just makes more plays than Brock Purdy, and that's the game. Yeah, because – it is very tough because when in doubt, you all come down. It comes down who has the better quarterback, who has the better coach. As San Francisco yeah. has the better coach, yeah, Philadelphia give, has the better quarterback. Yeah, I give San Francisco the the coaching edge. D'Amico Ryan's DC, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. dialing up the plays. It's a it's a tough matchup. I haven't picked I haven't picked the side yet, but if I had, I'm leaning towards the Eagles. I'm leaning towards taking the Eagles. So if it stays two and a half. Might go down to two of more money pours on the Eagles. I'll I'll end up betting Eagles. But if I get a three, if I get a fucking three, it's 49ers all the way. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to 
decide on that, but we'll go to the AFC. Do you want to start with the embarrassment, or do you want to start with the... No, 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 no. We're, we're not starting with the embarrassment. Oh, we're, we're leaving we can... that. That one's going to yeah, get more that, 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 is, that is going to end it, because God damn it, the Bills were pissed me off on Sunday. And I was at a Bengals bar. I was at a Bengals bar. Like, I was not... I shouldn't have been thinking about the Bills, but, like, I was I was around these Bengal fans, and I was just so pissed off. I was like, this shouldn't be the game that we're getting. Like, it, it, it should be a classic. Like, what's going on? Like, oh, I was getting oh, I was getting tight. Yeah, we'll talk about the game on Saturday with, between um Kansas City and um Jacksonville. Casey won the game, twenty-seven twenty. The Jags never led in this game, but they put up a respectable performance. I mean, they rushed for a hundred forty-four yards on nineteen carries. Travis Kelsey absolutely went off. 14 um catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> I, I put the question, man. He should be considered one of I, I mean he might not be, but he should be throwing that conversation of best player in football. Just saying. Okay. Yeah, like he was incredible. Like absolutely unguardable. Patrick Mahomes left left the game with a sprained ankle in the second quarter. And he left the game when it looked like the Chiefs were about to like start really putting it on the um Jaguars. But Patrick Mahomes went out and Chad Hitty came in. He threw a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. So he drove from the two yard line all the way for a touchdown. Nine eight yard drive. Chad Hitty. So good for Chad Hitty. Mahomes came back in the second half. He was clearly not hundred percent lipping around. Going into the fourth quarter after Mahomes um touchdown pass, the game is on twenty-seven seventeen Chiefs. The next two Jaguars drives and then a Jamal Agnew fumble and a Trevor Lawrence pick. Yeah, back-to-back. That was in this game. The Jaguars tried. The Chiefs were just, you know, too much for them. Jacksonville was just a year too early for this shit. I see Jacksonville being back in the spot again next year. Definitely a playoff team probably in this round looking to go to the AFC Championship game in their year of Trevor Lawrence development. Calvin Bridley, they did trade for Calvin Bridley, who was suspended for betting, which is hilarious and <laughs> fucked up all at the same time. And they play in the AFC South, which is fucking dog shit. So I expect the Jaguars to be back. Like things is definitely looking up for them. No, I'm I agree with everything you said. I also want to talk about just ugh, don't like really giving them all credit like that, but credit's credit's due. I mean, Chad Henning has been in the league since 2006. He was on that number two ranked Michigan team from 06. And he's been able to. Yes. And he's been able to sustain a good backup position his whole career. And he's proven stuff in the playoffs. The divisional game where Cleveland had a chance to beat, which is crazy when you say time changes a lot of things. Cleveland had a chance to beat Kansas City. And he had that third and eight run to keep Kansas to win Kansas City the game. I know. Yeah, he's had a couple moments in the playoffs in relief duty that the Chiefs don't make it to the Super Bowl if um Chad Henney yeah. doesn't come in and um save him that game. So yeah, he's definitely been in it for a long time. Good backup quarterback. I mean, you gotta be a good guy to be to be a court a backup quarterback for that long. Cause yes, the teams have to fuck with you. Like yes. you gotta be on people's side if you're gonna be a backup for that long. So absolutely kudos to him. And then Michigan, I would also, he is. And I would also say that at the end of the game, man, the Chiefs just made more plays. Like they got those turnovers, that interception, that one-handed pick. I was like, yeah, it's over. It's over. And I agree yeah, with the- your Trevor stuff because 
the Jags were just pressing at the end of the game at that point. They're just trying to make something happen and you know, shit like that happens sometimes. Yeah, and I agree with your Trevor stuff and like that team and that's who I would put in second place, Doug Peterson for coach of the year, because that division is terrible. I mean, Houston, not good. I mean, the Colts, we always say they're one quarterback away, but then they get an old quarterback and then it just doesn't work for some reason. And they don't even have a coach. And then the Titans, I th- they don't have a quarterback. One of the, one of the um, now I remember, I think one of the um, mock drafts had Will Levis go to the Colts. Well, I mean, if they protect him better than they did Andrew, if they're going to try and, I mean, that's, that's their problem. They didn't see, you didn't want to pay for an offensive line. You wouldn't be in this. You'd be running the AFC because you had a generational talent. I don't think it was them being cheap. I just think it was incompetence. Is that what's worse? I think incompetence is worse, but I don't think they're being cheap. <laughs> but man, I, it's tough. I mean, we'll see. And then Tennessee, they're always good. They have a good coach. They have a good team. They just, they got to figure out quarterback. But, Kansas man, fifth straight, fifth straight AFC championship game. And I, I don't, these parallels are kind of crazy, Just I want to read these off to you. So, 2023, we know the championship match is Mahomesboro. Last year, Mahomesboro. Year before that, Mahomes Allen. Year before that, Mahomes Tannehill. 2019, Mahomes Brady. Then the next five before those was Brady versus Bortle, Brady versus Roethlisberger, Brady versus Manning, Brady versus Luck, Brady versus Manning. Last 10 years in the AFC Championship game, it's either you are going to Foxborough or Arrowhead, which is wild. There was one year you had to go to Denver, but that's crazy. The Chiefs been good for a long-ass time. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes was the one that put him over the top. The Chiefs, yes. since Andy Reid, since Andy Reid has gotten there with Alex Smith, they were always in the playoffs, always double digit wins. And then once um Mahomes took over, he was able to take them to another level. He absolutely done that. I mean, every year starting, AFC Championship game at the bare minimum. So yeah, gotta give him his um flowers for that for sure. Just think about he, what you said. He's the him. Min- the bare minimum. The bare, the minimum. bare minimum. <laughs> He's getting you to the AFC Championship game bare minimum. And he would have been the three. I can't. He would have been the three straight Super Bowls. Too much love. He would have been the three straight Super Bowls if the damn defensive person didn't uh, jump off sides against Brady in 19. Hey, well, that, that shit be all forgotten, but hey. True, but. It, five it, five it, straight. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, because we're talking about people like just needing to get there and all of that they're basically they've been hosting them they have been hosting these championship games which we'll see where they go now but now justin again man i i tried to tell you how to feel about those bangles again yeah you were and you know what kudos to you for being able to see that shit because after how they played against the baltimore ravens when they should have lost like i i was out I was I know, out. I, <laughs> I was out. I'm like, oh, Bill's gonna get turned around. So, all right, all right. So, like, going into going into the Sunday matchup and the wild card round, both of these teams did not put on their best performances at all. And the Bengals were arguably worse than the Bills, in my opinion. Like, the offense was not clicking. Offense was not clicking at all. Joe Burrow did not look 
very comfortable in the pocket with the line injuries. It's just they weren't able to run the ball. It just wasn't, like, solid. But good God, all of that fucking changed on Sunday when they got to Buffalo. And I, I woke up in the morning in Cincinnati, and I saw six feet of – not six feet, six inches of snow on the ground. And I'm like, hmm, we got snow this far down south? I know it's about to snow in Buffalo. <laughs> and then I saw a forecast – snow. When I saw the Buffalo forecast, there's going to be snow in there. I was like, hmm, this is an advantage Bengals. I like the Bengals and snow better than the Bills. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals came out first drive of the game. Burrow hits Jamar Chase for a wide open touchdown. It's 7 nothing. It gets to 14 nothing. We get into the second quarter. Shit. It could have been 21-7 if that Jamar Chase um, catch was ruled a um, catch. I don't think uh, it was Justin, I, I do want to ask too, just real quick. Like, do you remember the days when we were like in middle school, like early high school, where a catch was just such an easy thing to call? <laughs> like now, I, it's I hard mean, now. I don't like what's a catch. <laughs> I think that motherfuckers are over overblowing this completely. Jamar Chase did not catch that ball. He did not catch it. He. If you look at the replay, he's bobbling. He's bobbling the ball when he falls. Mm-hmm. The catch is not secure. Like it's that simple. I don't think that was a hard one. I I really don't. Not a lot of people. Not who, that one specifically. Who say as much? I'm just. I'm just saying now, it was a lot easier back then. Now here here's the criticism. There's no way those refs could see that line, see those lines with all that snow on the ground, and they mm-hmm. ruled it a touchdown. So I don't think they really. I don't think there was really any video evidence to overturn that shit, other than that nigga not surviving the ground. Mm-hmm. So there's that. It was just a complete domination by the Bengals. Like the Bills never got in the rhythm, never got any momentum. Let me tell you some of these stats, because like what you saw, what you watched on the field, the stats bear that out completely. The Bengals had 30 first downs. Buffalo only had 18. The Bengals were 60 percent on third downs. The Bills were 33%. Burrow was only sacked once. He had three offensive linemen missing. The Bengals rushed for 172 yards. The fucking Bills rushed for 63. The Bengals had two penalties for nine yards. The Bills had fucking eight for 60. The Bengals won um, time of possession. Josh Allen was confused all day. The Bengals were throwing guys to the line, blitzing, putting guys in line, backing up, doing this, doing that. Josh Allen cannot decipher that shit for shit. When I was doing the research, I saw a couple plays where the Bengals would like put throw, throw like um, a safety on the line, and Josh Allen just wouldn't even saw the protection. Like, like he he was completely lost. Josh Allen was twenty five for forty two, two hundred sixty five yards, a pick, and a sack. The man had no touchdowns except for a rushing touchdown, like the one yard line. It was tough. To, it was tough to watch this game. It was honestly tough to watch it. I was like. These niggas are really getting their ass beat. And, like, after last year's playoff performance where you thought, oh, these niggas just need the ball and they're going to win the game against the Chiefs, and they didn't get it, and that's why I lost. And then the turnaround at home, a place where they don't even lose in the playoffs. The Bills barely lose in the playoffs at home. And they get fucking destroyed by the Bengals. Joe Burrow has put in – he's the second best quarterback in the league right now. He's the second best quarterback in the league. It is – Mahomes, Burrow, everyone else right now. That's how it is right now. After Joe Burrow came in with that performance, it was just a total annihilation of the Bills. The Bengals whooped their ass. 
<laughs> so first thing, shout out to that offensive line because, like you already said, they're missing three and dude didn't get touched and they were able to run. The Bengals most of the time didn't even have to blitz Josh Allen. They were getting pressure with four. Yeah. So yeah. Justin, Matt, and this is this is funny in a way because again, like we said last week, preseason they were the overwhelming. Super Bowl favorites. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point in the season where they start turning the ball over a lot. And we're like, we know they're good, but are they actually really this good? And I feel like they peaked in that regular season game where they beat Kansas City. Because they got that demon. Like, oh, we beat Kansas City in Kansas City. And everyone wanted to crown Josh Allen. Everyone wanted Bills, Chiefs, AFC Championship game. I knew the moment that 50,000, the NFL, like 50,000 tickets for that neutral site thing. I was like, okay, that's extremely disrespectful. And the Bengals use that for fuel. Burrow said, better get those receipts. Zach Taylor said, sorry, we're sorry, we ruined the NFL's plans. People, I don't know why people just counted out the AFC reigning champions. It don't make no sense. <laughs> I mean, I said last week the line was disrespectful. The line was disrespectful. Even oh, with the, I appreciate even, that line because I took I took the Bengals outright when it was five and a half. Even oh, you took them on the line. Good shit. Oh, I mean, both, on every the, on the money line. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. When it was five and a half, I put it in quick. I was like, they're gonna. I I did think they were gonna win, but five and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it. It was stupid. I mean, I know the Bengals. Like missing three offensive linemen, like I know, like that's a big deal. But you watch these niggas last year do the same shit with arguably a shitty off a shittier yes. offensive line. Yes. A shittier offensive line. They should have not won that game against the Titans in the wild card last year. They nope. shouldn't have won it. Nope. Tannehill just sucks. Like, yep. period. Like yes. they did it all and then they didn't win the Super Bowl because that line couldn't hold up against Burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean couldn't hold up against the Rams. Jamar Chase was open on on that last play of the game. He was open. He would have caught that shit and scored. Like the Bengals won the Super Bowl, so yeah, it was very disrespectful. And you probably right. The Bengals did. You, I don't know about the ticket shit. I don't know if they were really locked in that deep about. I mean, it. They, about I the mean, they, ta- they shit, talked about. But, I mean, they're the ones who talked about it. I mean, when you got your quarterback saying you better tell them to get the refunds. I mean, I don't know why the person people were asking about it, but it's like yeah, it, it was bad. Like. The Bills can't like they can't ha- you can't have that performance at home on the playoffs when you the Super Bowl favorite favored by five and a half like yeah it was definitely disrespectful I don't know what Vegas was thinking I don't know what the pro betters were thinking because that's why the line creeped up Super that, Bowl that was, favorites um, that was year. pro mo- that was pro money coming in there that's pro gambling money coming in on the Bills saying oh yeah they about to whip the dog shout these niggas and then I was on the Bengals once I saw the snow falling because mm-hmm. I knew the Bills ain't. Ain't built for that. Like that buff, like that specific Buffalo team that cannot run the ball and can't really block well, mm-hmm. they ain't gonna handle that snow well. And the Bengals rushed for 172 yards. And the um, Bills rushed for 63, and 20 of it came from Josh Allen. So the running backs had 40 yards rushing. Like it was, it was a bad matchup at that point. Once the snow started falling, it was a bad matchup on paper, even without snow, because the Bengals came ready to play, and the Bills didn't. The Bills came out like they did against Miami, and they reap what they sowed. Like, you get what you deserve at that point. 
And then, yeah, man, Super Bowl. Josh Allen was clear MVP favorite coming in, and it all just crumbled, man. Like, where do they go from here? They, I, the Bills are still good. I mean, let's not let's not overreact. Well, they They're don't want to be good. They want to win Super Bowls. I know, like they they still, and they still have the inside track to the number one seed with their division that they play in. Mm-hmm. I don't see them not being the first. I don't see them not being in first place unless the Jets get a quarterback. So we we still have that. These niggas just have to get a better line and a better running game, and then we can see what happens. I think they need another. I think they need an. A number two receiver because they gave Davis really ain't it. He's good, but he disappears a lot. Like he goes weeks without being being heard from. Like where the fuck are you, Gabe Davis? Type shit. Mm-hmm. So I just think they need to get better in the trenches offensively because the defensive line is good, especially when they have Von Miller. Even though they got no pressure on Burrow last last week, I was talking last one podcast. Oh, the Bills got a great line. They got. DVOA, good pressure rate, all that shit. They got no pressure on them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I didn't think Von Miller was fucking that important to the pass rush where where they get like literally since he's been out, they really have not been getting to the quarterback at all, which is crazy. No. So now you have the rematch of last year where Cincinnati went in there, beat them in overtime, went to the Super Bowl. Here we go again. First, Kansas, when the game first got announced, Kansas City was the favorite. Now it's changed that Cincinnati is the favorite. Justin, how's this game going to go? Well, the Bengals are the Joe Burrow Cincinnati Bengals are 3 0 against the Patrick Mahone led Chiefs. We got the regular season game. From last year, that was like week 17. Yeah, it was week 17 last year. Last year's AFC Championship game. And then week 13 this year, since he won at home 27 to 24. And they trailed, at, they trailed seven points going into the fourth quarter of that game. And that won the game. I'm going with the Bengals in this one. I already bet them at one. Minus one. I was too, I was too slow to get the plus money, but... I got him at minus one. It's at one and a half now. And I know you saw Patrick Mahomes press conference with um I did. You know, him walking with no limp. That's bullshit, people. That's absolute bullshit. That there's no way this nigga sustained a high angle sprain on on Saturday and is going to be one hundred percent on um next Sunday. It's just not gonna happen. When you have a high angle sprain, you're out for three weeks to a month. Like that is how it is. So Mahomes is going to be feeling pain. I know you're going to give him the give him the nerve block, whatever they got to do. But his mobility is going to be hampered, hampered from the injury. And I just like the Bengals against a hobble Mahomes. Defensively, the Bengals will have to worry about Chris Jones. But other than really Chris Jones, they really don't have to worry about Casey's defense. The Chiefs run the ball better than the Bills, so they they don't have to worry about that. But I don't see them not being able to stop the the um, Chiefs running game. I just like the Bengals in this game with a hobble Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow on fire. The defense feeling confident after shutting the fuck down um, Josh Allen. I'm just riding the, the Bengals' momentum right now. They seem like the more confident team, the healthier team at quarterback, and that's where I'm going in this game. 
I would also say currently, too, that in the past couple of games, going back to the regular season, too, no one's been able to stop Jamar Chase from getting out of the end zone. Nah, he's been scoring. Yeah, it's, 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 he's scoring at a pretty historic clip. Obviously, they went last year, so they're not afraid of the crowd. They're not afraid of home field. I think with that high ankle sprain, I do think the Bengals, I, I agree. I think the Bengals are going to win, which I say from a betting thing, because on January 1st, I put the Bengals to win the AFC. And, Justin, I know we picked the Eagles, but I'm kind of hoping for the 49ers because I bet that the Bengals would beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl with the free bet. So I'm kind of <laughs> hoping, kind of hoping. <laughs> But we're I not bi- we're, we're not biased on here. We don't let our fucking bets influence our decision making when yeah. making picks on here, though. Yeah, no, because I don't even think I don't even think the Bengals would be. I don't know if they'd even want any part of that fucking 49ers defense, to be honest. But yeah. no, I, I I think the Bengals and Eagles are going to win. I think that's going to be a Super Bowl, which would be fun because then you are guaranteed a new Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yes, and we'll we'll see we'll see who wins this game because you know I don't know about the Bengals against those NFC defenses whoever whoever comes out and if Patrick Mahomes is still hurt I'll be worried about that too. Yeah, those defenses those defenses on the other side are the best defenses defenses that they would have played. And Kansas City beat San Francisco earlier this year, but. I'm sure the defense is not as healthy as it is right now when that happened. I'll have to look into it some more, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I would say Cincinnati. I mean, the last time I saw them play a good NFC defense, they lost, and that was to the Cowboys. Yeah, but that that was a long-ass time ago. It was. It was a long time ago, but that was with Cooper Rush. Now you got these deep, like, you imagine this Eagles defense with Jalen Hurts? I mean... They're going to lock yeah. you down, we, and they can score, but we got to get to that point. Regardless, whoever does make it to the Super Bowl, it will be an exciting one. The only one I don't really want to see again is Chiefs, San Francisco. I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, as a Cowboys fan, I really don't. Want, I really don't want the Eagles to win at all. But I think they. I think they're going to win. I might, I'm probably going to bet them if the numbers swing my way too. The problem because is they're if the Chiefs, if the Eagles are. If it is Eagles Bengals, as suit, you might have to do it before. You got to get, you got to finish the contracts now. Got to do it now. If the Bengals go, I know they're already working on Burrow, but if Hurts goes and wins the Super Bowl, you got to take care of it now. Do not let it linger. Don't do it. You got to take care of it now before his number gets higher. Man, I I didn't send you this article, but Mike, old cheap ass Mike Brown, already talking about. Oh yeah. We're we're all, we're working on Joe's contract. We're hoping he's going to um, you know take a discount. Oh, I mean, which, which he pro- which he probably should, but like, you know, he he, he won the Super Bowl. Like, he, he gotta get he gotta get his checks, man. Like, come on now, like, you gotta get paid real quick. You gotta get you gotta get your money, and then and then worry about winning later on. Once you, but you, you gotta get the big check. You, you do gotta get the big one, and then and. I think Joe Burrow would take a team-friendly bill, but it's just so hilarious that the fucking Bengals cheap-ass owner is already like putting it out there, like in the media, that that he should take one. Like, bro, it, it's one thing in private when we talking about, but don't go in the media telling these 
telling everyone that I need to take less. Like, nigga, I, I'll let you know if I want to be a winner or not. That, that, that's up to me, not you. That's that's what, that, that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. They have an opportunity. And I understand from, like, the strategic thing from oh, the AFC is going to be tight for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. The AFC. The AFC is rough. All all the good quarterbacks are young. They're all under 30. Mm-hmm. Like all, all, all the good ones, all the ones that we talking about all the time, they're all under 30. Mm-hmm. And we still have people who, when, they, when they'll get their first playoff wins, like a Justin Herbert or when Lamar Jackson comes back into the play. Because like, Lamar Jackson, he's going to take somebody out too. His, AFC is going to be wild for 10 years. I also want to say too that this is the first, when I was talking about our younger days, that was the first divisional round without Brady's, Rodgers, Big Ben, or Peyton Manning since 2002. Yeah, that was since before I started watching football, so that's crazy. Yeah, so this is officially the new era. So we'll see, man. We're going to see who's in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's either going to be Burrow's second time there back-to-back. It's either going to be Mahomes' third time there. It's either going to be San Francisco's, what was it, the second time in four years? Because they lost to the Chiefs. And... And the Eagles will be their first time back since they won the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a great time. Matt, I just thought about what you said the 49ers going to the Super Bowl, man. If, if Brock Purdy pulls off the big one, oh my God, the questions in San Francisco are going to be so fun this offseason. You know, it's crazy too because we talked about. When well, the Rams no, actually, no. It'll be better if they fucking lose. Lose in the Super Bowl because they win. They got to resign Brock Purdy. Like, obviously, Super Bowl winning quarterback. But. If he loses, I mean, he got him there. What are you going to do with Trey Lance? Uh, Jimmy G's gone, but yeah, Jimmy what are what, what, what we doing? We gave up so much for Trey Lance. Like, what are we going to do? Like, It's so funny how this always happens to them because when Jimmy G, when Trey got hurt and Jimmy G was in, they were playing fine. They were winning, and he gets hurt. Purdy comes in, hasn't lost because, well, they're, I was. They're he, just still rolling. Yeah. Well, he got a great time, too, because everyone was finally back and healthy, and they got CMC, but. People forget with these 49ers, they were one drop picked away from being in the Super Bowl when the Rams won. The Rams shouldn't even have been there. That pick was right in his hands. Right <laughs> in his the, hands. They should have been the Super Bowl last year. Yes, it was right. right. And I know you know the play I'm talking about. It was I know. Travis Ward just dropped it. Yeah, dropped it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, you catch that. You guys go back to the Super which is which was improbable. But they messed it up. Like I sat there. I was like, man. They have a dilemma because obviously they gave up so much to get Trey. So they, I mean, they, you got it. If Birdie wins or loses, there's still a, if he loses, it's like, all right, now we just put Trey in and we're going to go right back. But he's going to have growing pains. And these are a great team with a dilemma. There's, they're not like the fucking Colts who are trash with their quarterback or fucking. I mean, the, the Colts might be calling, with they no might be calling them. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G's going somewhere different. You know, Colts are our option, Titans are our option, Jets, Panthers. There's plenty of teams with, that don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah. The, actually, the whole NMC South, where are they doing for quarterback? The whole, the whole division. The whole division, and that includes Thomas Brady because he was on his podcast snippy like, if I knew what I was fucking doing, I would have done it already. <laughs> okay. Well, old man, <laughs> just yeah. old, yeah, cranky. 
It is. Yeah, he, he really was. You're right. That whole division doesn't know. Saints don't know. Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. A whole bunch of 7-10 and 10 teams there and 1-8-9. and nine. Just wild. Right. All right. Yeah, so. No quarterbacks in that division. Justin, anything else? Obviously, they had the NFL awards list listed out today. A lot of deserving people, but anything else? I think I'm good right now. I think I'm good. We'll be back next week with some shit. Yeah, with the Super Bowl. Well, will we be back next week? Because um, because it'll be next next podcast is previewing the Super Bowl. To be determined. I got I, yeah. I got to see what I want to do there. Got you. But all right, thank you. Are- Go ahead. The games are real crazy this weekend. We might do we might do one just recapping. Okay. But okay. I need a couple weeks to do a Super Bowl preview. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Definitely want to shout out to the people who are following us on YouTube. The YouTube fans currently at 539 subscribers. So we're at almost we're at the halfway to being monetized. So we definitely appreciate y'all who have really jumped on the YouTube, especially this past year. So appreciate that. And then with that, L7C has Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl. That's what we got right now. And uh, the betting expert, Justin, what what betting tips would you give people during the championship weekend? I took the under and the Eagles 49ers game. I got the Bengals. Just be careful. It's a lot of shit to bet on. No. Actually, it's not very much to bet on. So you you only got two games. So you're not really getting the um the best of the number. The numbers are really um tight in the playoffs. There was like no line movement last week except for that um Bills Bengals game. But the lines really haven't been moving since Monday. I've been checking. I'm always checking. Fair enough. That being said, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back to be determined to give you a preview on the Super Bowl. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.